Gophers, point guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show, the final installment of my conversation with Brandon Sprague, radio host on 1080 The Fan, 6 to 9 a.m., him and Andy Dirt Johnson on your radio dial, and also the host of a Blazers podcast, Jack Ramsey, available wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. If you missed the first parts of my conversation with Brandon, they're in your feed right before this one, so uh, don't miss it. Brandon hung around all week, and we talked all things Trailblazers. Go back and check those if you haven't. Today's show, we're playing a game. We're having a little fun, so let's get into it. Let's play a game, Brandon. I'm calling this one confidence level. I'm going to give you some uh, possibilities, and you can tell me your confidence level. Let's do them as percentages, mm-hmm. uh, and we can and we can discuss them from there. You ready? Let's go. What is your confidence level that Damian Lillard averages 30 points per game this season? Uh, 26%. Just because there's too much, too much, yeah. too many mouths to feed. That's a lot of points. I mean, what wasn't last year, the leading score in the NBA, like at 30 or 31. Um, So I just, I could see him having a redemption year and playing well. I just think Ant's going to get his shots. Jeremy's going to get his, and they're going to share the rock a little bit. I think Dame knows that. So what's like the low end for, for Dame scoring? Like what's like the lowest you can see him averaging? 25. Yeah, I was gonna say 26. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like right. he's not gonna average 30, but he's gonna average 27 and a half or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I, I, he averaged 30 the bubble year, but he was not quite there. And then he averaged 38 a game in the bubble, and he just jumped up because he went bonkers, including uh 61 against the Mavericks when they he, needed to win all those games, though, basically to get right. into that playoffs. So like he was there to get to the playoffs, so he wasn't effing around. Yeah, totally. So and he was. Yeah, I mean, he touched a level that we just not too many dudes can touch. It was mm-hmm. um, it was a really special run, and then he kind of ran out of gas because he spent two weeks just leaving it all out there. Um, it's it's tough. Okay, next one. What is your confidence level in Chauncey Billups improving as a head coach in year two? Seventy four percent. Why'd you laugh? Who the hell knows what kind of coach he is? That 100%. team was awful. They tanked. It's like nobody being honest with their listeners, readers, whatever, has any feel on what kind of coach that dude is. I'm going to assume they'll win more games. What happens when t- coaches and teams win more games, Mike? The coach gets the credit. So I will just say naturally, they win more games. He'll get credit. Some of us will feel a lot better than what we saw last year. Yeah, I think coaches improve. I think that's a thing we don't talk about enough as media folks is that coaches get better. Terry Stotts was a bad coach when he was in, in, in Atlanta and Milwaukee. He went to, uh, he was an assistant on a really good Mavs staff, figured it out. He was a good coach after that. Jason Kidd was a really bad coach in Milwaukee, a really bad coach in Brooklyn. He goes to the Lakers. He learns a little bit more of what it's like. He's a good coach in Dallas. He's good at this. Uh, like, I, yeah, it's roster based too, right? Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. People forget Terry was on that Sonics bench with George Carl when they got to the finals. So like yep. really good coach, then given a chance roster sucks. Okay. You're gone. Roster sucks. You're gone. Roster's good. You got Dirk. Oh, we won a championship. So it's just like, so roster based. Yeah. I, I've said before that I think coaching is something like 29% of the equation. Like it's a, it's a big part, but it's not, most of it is Jimmy's and Joe's. This is a, a thing I learned from uh, learned from Dwayne Casey, former assistant on those Sonics teams and that um, and that Mavericks team. Uh, it's like there's Jimmy's and Joe's and there's X's and O's. And at some point, it's just the Jimmy's and Joe's. Like it's like you can draw up some good stuff, but like if you don't have the, it's a talent league. 
the regular season is such it's so overwhelming talent wise. Like you could be more prepared and steal a game a week. Hence the San Antonio Spurs won 50 games forever, but like it's talent based. If they didn't have Tim Duncan, they wouldn't have won those 50 games. I mean, Ty Lue is largely considered a top five or even three coach in the entire league. Um, did he miss the playoffs? Cause he sucks. No COVID hit their locker room the day of the play. Like I just, you can have a great coach and they still won. Yeah. They still won more than half their games and they mm -hmm. lost to a team that won 36 games and a non-playing team. They're in right. the playoffs. They're in, right. it doesn't matter. They're the eighth right. seed with like, you know, with no Kawhi Leonard and Paul George missing whatever he missed 45 games, whatever it was. Um, yeah. I, I think the funny stuff is like, give or give, like a really bad, really good coach, like Eric Spolstra, like a terrible roster. Yes. The heat have missed the playoffs before give him mm -hmm. a decent roster. They're really good. Like coaches coaching certainly has an impact, but yeah. And, and on the, the Billups front, they were never good, but they, they were a, such a mess to begin the season, such a mess that he never had a, he never had a clean shot. He has a clean shot. These first 25 games are huge for, I don't know, me evaluating him, like me complaining. I don't, it's, like, it's, it's just like an important distinction. It's like, I plan on complaining. Yeah. Um, hit you me know what I would have done on this out of bounds play? I wouldn't have drawn that yeah, up. It's I, like, oh, okay. I oh. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a big X's and O's critiquer, but um, who who plays and when matters to me. The lineups sure. will matter to me. And, and when we get to November, 20 some games in, I will evaluate it but yeah i think chance my confidence level in chance pope's improving is like 90 percent. i was gonna yeah i'm probably like, short how how could it be worse <laughs> <laughs> uh confidence level in the defense finishing in the top 12 in the nba 52 percent. oh you're a yeah. believer in jeremy grant and gary payton I just, I'm a believer in a team coming off of a really bad year, having bad vibes, getting their healthy franchise superstar back, having a coach that's going to ride them on a nightly basis, former player coach, by the way. And then, yeah, adding a couple of those pieces. Nurk got the bag. He ended his season rather well before they shut him down. He was playing too well. They had to get rid of him. They had to get him out of there. You know, whether you buy it or not, it's just player talk. Ant seems to really want to prove to people this year that he's, better than just a bad defender and so right. yeah top 12 i think it's achievable i think it's gonna be really hard but yeah i get 52 percent chance they can 52 do it. i like that um i would describe myself as less confident in general what's less the percentage what did you go with 39 38 yeah I, I that's yours is probably more fair if you will go what's the number where you go to my number 15 16 yeah, in the yeah. league. I, I think I think them being right at league average just below is totally reasonable. I just don't like Damian Lowe's not going to change his stripes. He's he's going to be no. a negative defender. Um, is what it is. If he's a top five player on offense, it doesn't matter. Like you just you build you build the rest of the roster around his strengths, right? Not around not like upset at his weaknesses. And is such a huge question mark, and he's going to play so many minutes and deserves to because he's so freaking talented. I got questions, and I don't know how you get all of your good defenders on the court at the same time. Right. No, how do fair. you get, how do you get GP? How do you get Nas? How do you get Grant on the, on the court at the same time? You play tiny ball. Yeah. <laughs> tiny ball. Yeah. And if you play really small, it's hard to like the best teams defensively in the regular season are typically teams that play big because having a tall person stand around the rim during the first 82 games, incredibly valuable. The best defensive teams in the playoffs tend to play a little smaller because the sport is different. So yeah, I I I um I think they have a, the tools to be a league average defense, but top twelve, which is about what you need to be to be a top five team in the West, that's like typically about the number. I'm a little skeptical. 
I, I don't like that the Locked On Blazers podcast just made an incredible point and made the Jack Ramsey's podcast feel stupid at the end of that point. So kudos hey, to you. Hey, this, like I said, this is an incredibly competitive space. This is, <laughs> this is like the most competitive audio space you could imagine. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and the best place to get in on your NBA futures bets. You want to bet on the Trailblazers' win totals. You want to bet on their chances to make the playoffs, chances to win the Western Conference, chances to make the Conference Finals, chances to win the Northwest Division. All of those futures bets available on Bet Online. You don't want to bet on on uh, the NBA. There's plenty of other sports to bet on: uh, soccer here and abroad, golf, tennis, combat sports, whatever it is. You're going to find action. And you also, while you're there, you'll find some articles to make you a smarter, better. Uh, one of the th- options that, or one of the things that Bet, on- Bet Online does is they give you free info to give you a chance to win, to win more money. You can become a smarter, better, and you can make a little money if that's what you're into. Take advantage today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Here's the rest of my conversation with Brandon Sprick. What is your confidence level that the Blazers could have a top five offense? Oh, man. Mm. 31%. Oh, you don't think they're going to be as good on offense? I, top five is humming. Yeah. And Damon and are great. After that, I I don't know what I'm going to get. What's Hart going to give me? Is Nas going to prove and stay healthy? Nurk, is he going to stay uh, okay and content. It, Jeremy Grant, how he fits in with that whole thing is is fascinating to me. GP2 is not much of a score. So I, I think they could be good. Top 10, I'd go yeah. higher than that. But top five, ah, it's kind of what you just, everything you just said about defense, apply that to the offensive end. If Dame's having an off night, who's carrying the load for that that team? I just, I don't know who I'd point to. So I, I go kind of low on that one. My confidence level in them finishing top five is pretty high. I'll put it at like really? 50, 55, 57. We should try to write these down and keep track of this. Like how we're reversing uh, these This is, this, uh, dear listeners, I'll let you inside the bit. This one is coming out in a week. So I've got a week (laughs) and I'll write, I'll write these down. I'll write these down. Okay. Uh, And I'll put them in the episode description. I'll, I'll text them to you also. So you can have them. So you can see where you get. How confident are you that Joe Cronin makes an in-season upgrade to this roster? Not a trade, but an upgrade. Improves the roster. I'll say they start playing a little better than people think. So people kind of talk about them a little bit in the way that they talk about the Blazers when they're overachieving. Um, 80%. 80%. Yeah. I, I think it's, I'm at 120% that he trades someone in season. I mean, uh, that, yeah. He's basically said that he's like, we're not good enough. We're not done. The roster's not done, which is so funny. I can't wait to hear him at media day because the dude he used to work for, he would have been like, this team rocks. like Championship <laughs> contender. Like, I- I'll say this, and this is haterism. Joe Cronin yeah. had a Neil Olshay ass offseason. He spent a lot of money. <laughs> he spent a lot of money on a six foot two guard. Mm-hmm. He doubled down on draft picks or of on previous players. He gave Amphrey Simons the bag. He gave Yusuf Nurkic the bag. Uh, that is Neil to a T, y'all. If Neil had been here, you would be raising your pitchforks. Mm. It doesn't mean he did wrong, but that is a Neil. That is a Neil Olshay looking offseason. The Jeremy Grant thing is a totally different beast. That is a 
tore the roster down, set up yourself up to acquire a high-level player. That is a totally different beast. That is a thing that you could celebrate Cronin for. And I think you could celebrate Cronin for Gary Payton. I think you could celebrate him for Ambry Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. I know it's cool to hate on Neil Olshay because he treated people poorly. And he, I was one of those people that he was mean to relatively regularly, but like he was fine at the job. He was mostly fine at it. The thing he didn't do was take a big swing. Joe Cronin took a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Cronin took a big swing and did stuff Neil would do. I am, my confidence in him making a trade is incredibly high. Improving the roster is probably like 61. I'll go 61% because he, I think you can trade a, uh, potentially Nazir Little or a Josh Hart or, or something like it's one of those two seems the most tradable on the roster and get some something better. I think the upgrade part is why I kept it as low as I did. I, I right, expect right. to get trade. I just, the upgrade part, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I wasn't a fan of the Nurk deal. That was actually, I thought a big whiff. Uh, we could have got Jonas Valanciunas for two years, 30 million. And we're out here giving four years guaranteed to a guy who's had a bone go through his leg and weighs 300 pounds. Like what are we doing there? But uh, and address no real size issues that right. they have. The difference for me and why I don't hammer him as hard on the offseason stuff, he did the one thing Neil refused to do. He finally yep. looked in the mirror and said, this isn't good enough. We need to break it up. And he blew it up. And it wasn't the most popular moves to make, but the last guy refused to do it. So you said he had a real Neil-ass offseason. You're not wrong, but what I would counter with is, I think he even did slightly better because he got to add more than like one player to the right. nucleus of Norm, Dame, CJ, Cove. You know, and the mean? stuff he did at the trade deadline was yeah. I, I'm I'm taking that out for my for my sure. purposes of of uh, I don't know radio. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, I get what you mean, though. I get what you mean. There's yeah, no like, doubt it wasn't perfect. Yeah, and I don't even think he did poorly. I'm just saying, like, if the other guy had done this, the reaction would have been totally different. It right. doesn't mean he, I think he did well. Like, I, I think I've graded the offseason as like a, like you said, a B minus when he did the study. I'll give just like straight up B. Like, I think they yeah. did well. Mm-hmm. I just think the like, there's like a honeymoon phase with this dude because he's nice. It, he's, he treats nice. people. Mike, nice matters. Okay. Yes. Hey, listen, I'm nice I'm, matters. I, it has taken me a long way. I'm a little surly, but I'm, I'm, I'm nice. I'll, t- I'll give you that. How confident are you that the Blazers avoid the play in? Ooh, Blazers avoid the play-in. Uh, I am like 15% confident they avoid the yeah, play-in. And that's yeah. probably even a bit high, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm like 12. I'm right <laughs> in that same range. Like, I, I just think there's a lot of good teams in the West. I don't... Yeah. I, three really good teams are going to finish 6, 7, 8. Like, three yep. really good teams are going to finish 6, 7, 8. That's just the nature of it. Might be... It could be Dallas, Minnesota, Portland. Like, that is totally reasonable. Those are good basketball teams. You know, like two of those teams are going to be in the play in. Someone is going to mm-hmm. be just out of it. So, um, yeah, I think I think this is a play in type team. And I just think like that sounds bad when you say it, but it's like the nature of the West. It's stacked. I think the benefit, though, and, and, and I yeah, I mean, the roster itself kind of lends itself to it. It's not just the West, right? The roster is not amazing, but it's good enough to get by with the Dame Lillard. I think the one thing, though, that doesn't worry me about saying these things out loud is if I get a one game playoff with Damian Lillard, and I get that Anthony Simons, like I'll take my shot at that because I think that beats largely anybody in last year's plan. Like Pelicans, you want to throw them in there? I think that beats them. So I just, I don't know. I just think even if they get the plan, they're still going to get to the playoffs. Yeah, same. I mean, the problem is if you are a playing team, 
you're at best the seventh best team in the West. It's so hard to win from those positions. Like it, the NBA is a meritocracy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you can purchase <laughs> that merit, unfortunately, oh. or that merit can join you by force because they want to move to Southern California. Um, but, uh, or, you know, one of the five boroughs of New York, but like the, the 82 games kind of indicate how good you are. So like if a team finishes second, it's cause they're really good. It's, it, you, you know, you see upsets every now and then it's, and it's often injury related, but like, if you're a play-in team, even if you're the best play-in team, you're going to play the second seed in the in the in the opening round of the playoffs, and that's going to be brutal because that's going to be like Golden State or somebody. That's going to be a really freaking you know probably a championship caliber team night one when they've had to rest and got to watch you play a couple games. So, like like I said, like I don't think the play-in is a bad place to be, but it's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you. Listen, I think there's going to be a separation between like four and 10 in the West of like four, four games, four or five games. Like I think it's going to be super, super tight. Cause I think all those teams are really similar. They're going to beat up on each other. Uh, they're going to beat up on an Eastern conference that has, that took a step back after being briefly, very briefly better. Uh, a, a handful of bad, a handful of unlucky bounces or unluck injury luck is going to determine whether you're fourth and have home court advantage or you're yeah. 10th and you are several, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. It's part of the equation for them for sure is, and you don't, I don't ever root for anybody. I don't care what Jersey you wear. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but like right. the unfortunate nature of where Portland sits, they kind of need some of that to go their way. They need, Hey, this guy's out for 35 games. Hey, this dude's out for the rest of the year. Again, I don't want to see that, but to get where they want to go and to be as good as they possibly can, they need some of that to no pun intended, break their way. Yeah. What's your confidence level in Trent and Watford as a backup center? Um, 7%, Bob. I am concerned about this on a level you can't understand. Uh, Eubanks is going to be third string. I just think that more likely than not, Chauncey's going to look at Justice Winslow and Jeremy Grant and go, you guys are thick, you're athletic, screw it, let's go, lean into it. More so than he's going to go, trend and consistently come off the bench, be our second big. He'll do it. I just think he's going to lean a little more small ball in those moments. Yeah. And even if you play Trenton, like he's not a rim protector, uh, he's, nope. you're still small. He's, he's a yep. fun and interesting player. I like him. Uh, cause he's like weird and I like weird players. He's like, he bullies little guys. He tries to get past big guys and he loves, he loves to, you know, he's like a small center who loves to dribble. He's fun. Um, yeah. and he only takes floaters. Like he's a fun player, but it's, you know, it, you, at some point you might need some size and they don't have, they have two guys who can, who are true centers on the roster. And one of them is Drew Eubanks, who was, you know, he's a fringe guy on a, on a, on a not very good San Antonio team. Uh, and you know, he was good when he was here, but he was good on the, one of the worst rosters you could possibly imagine. So it's hard to know. I, I kind of think he's fine as a backup. My worry with Eubanks is like Nurk misses a game with a rolled ankle and then Drew Eubanks is playing 31 minutes. That's my actual concern. Well, that's probably the most realistic thing, though, because Nurk's history, his recent history, suggests he's going to miss more than one game. He's going to miss 10 to 15. Right. Say he misses 10. Say he misses 10. Right. I don't feel good about those 10. Hell no, you don't. You need the schedule <laughs> to line up for you if you're going to be getting in there. You need a lot of Julius Randle matchups coming. You know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You need you need teams that are totally comfortable playing smaller, you know, uh, 
Dallas or whatever. So like their big guy is Christian Wood and Dwight Powell. So they're not going to beat you up or whatever. You need Charlotte on the schedule. You need Mason Pumley coming to town or going to Charlotte, whatever that is. Like you need right. that to kind of happen for you. A hundred percent. How confident are you that the Blazers will win 45 games this season? Uh, that's, that's above what I think they'll, they'll, they'll win. I'll go for argument's sake. I'll go 38%. No, I'm going to up that 46% because if I'm going to have them at 44, like who's to say they don't accidentally win a game that they definitely shouldn't like at Golden State Dayton just goes off in the Bay. Uh, I'll say like 46%. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hart has a, has another Barack Obama. It's like, it'll, it'll yeah, right, happen. Right. Right. Justice Winslow somehow puts it together. Nas has his career high night Ant can't not miss. Like these are just, they're bound to happen for them. hundred percent. So. They've got some firepower. Um, they just, again, the whole thing with the roster is like, how do they get them all on the floor? And the answer every time is go smaller. And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, what? <laughs> like, how, <laughs> how did they, how after the last seven seasons did they end up here where it's like, you know, small ball is definitely trending in the league, but it's more like six, seven, six, eight small, you know, it's like non seven footers. It's That's Boston. What, it's Boston. Right. right? right. It's, it's, it's a bunch of Boston dudes. And then, but even bigs, bigs are making a comeback. Bigs are in. This is big season now. Like bigs are skilled. They can shoot. They can stretch. They're not traditional bigs anymore. So, you know, of the moves they make, we talked about that, the percentages of Joe making a move. I mean, it's definitely got to be a, a guy of substantial size, whether that's a six nine to seven foot or whoever that is. Like I'd imagine if there's a move, that's the move. Yeah. Ideally it's, it's in that six, eight to six ten with skills range. It's the type of player every team wants, right? Like, it's, it's, it's just Jonathan Isaac, like he still won't get the shot, but like, oh, I don't, he doesn't necessarily fit in with the Portland scene, but he's healthy and Orlando doesn't like him anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, unfortunately it's going to be something like that. I'd imagine. Yeah, totally. It's, it, it's, that's you. I, I don't want to call it bargain shopping. Cause like these players are, you know, it's not necessarily going to be, uh, you know, trading Rodney hood for, 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 or trading for Rodney hood or whatever for Nick Stauskas. Right. Uh, but it's going to be, it's, it's going to be mixing and matching with kind of mid-level starters, right? Like what does a Josh Hart bring you? He's a good player who can help teams. He's he'd be good on a lot of good teams. What does that, you know, what does that look like in a, in a trade scenario? What do you get? Can you upgrade? No, but can you change the shape of the roster a little bit? Probably. Okay. That might make the team better type of thing. I'd look out for a LaMarcus comeback. I wouldn't, but <laughs> I don't think I, he's had too many. He's had too many opportunities. He's had too many opportunities. To I say. know, but I think it's a player of that caliber, though. You know what I mean? Like I think. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, kind of what they're looking for. I will agree with that. Agree with that 100. percent Specifically, Lamarcus. It's like he's like me and Dame have always dreamed of playing together. I'm going to sign with Patty Mills, my other favorite point guard. Oh, I'm going to do that again. Also, I'll go back to Patty one more time. We're longtime teammates. Me and Patrick Mills. You know him. Uh, okay last one for you yeah what is your confidence level the blazers win a playoff series oh one percent oh no yeah i'm sorry supposed to end these on a positive note i've learned that they made the playoffs that's the positive note they just stopped winning the season the series man that ain't happening what holds them back the teams that are better i don't know like your first up your first round matchup could very possibly be Golden State could be Phoenix. Uh, you know, maybe Memphis is there. You know, every team we, we Denver, the Clippers, yeah. Denver, like you just, you don't have any 
momentum or, or matchup advantages for those those series. And I know you, Sprague, they've won series we didn't think they'd win before. Uh, yeah, a little different now here, Bob. We're dealing with Drew Eubanks and or Justice Winslow as the backup center. I, I'm sorry. I think they make the playoffs. I don't think there's a chance they win a playoff series. I'm giving them... I'm being I'm being optimistic with one. I should have gone into the zero percent category. Wow, folks, that's at Brandon Sprague on Twitter. That's Duran Sprague, six to nine a.m. Call him up. Call him the radio show. Uh, this will probably be off air by the time they get there. But call him as soon as this comes out and, and demand to speak to the third best radio host in, in the Portland area. <laughs> Say I don't want to talk to number one. I want to talk to the third best guy. They'll put you on the line with Brandon. One percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much higher. Who am I kidding? I'm just I'm giving yours? you a hard What's time. yours? What's yours? Nine? That's that's really high. Right, but my here's my... Steph Curry break his leg and game right, one. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, it's, like my, it's like if you get into the dance, the chances that like in, you know, you get into the tournament, the chances, say, say they're like the six seed, right? And the three is is uh, a Phoenix say it's Minnesota that, say it's Minnesota yeah, Minnesota right like a uh, Rudy Gobert a team you can like a guy you can like specifically probably scheme out of the out of the lineup because if you just go if you spread the uh, spread the court you might be able to punish them right yeah I would I would like that idea say it's Phoenix after 80 games and they just hate each other because Chris Paul has never had a job for a long time where his coworkers don't hate him and it's even worse because there's other forces uh causing bad vibes there like I, I don't think it's likely but I think it's, I think they have more than just a random dart throw of, of winning a playoff series because I'm a pretty big believer in the, the roster being more equipped to win a playoff series than to win in the regular season. I think they are, I think in some ways they are more likely to win as the seventh seed than they are to get the third seed. Um, if mm. that, if that's fair, because I think you can play small in the playoffs. Like I think it's, it's been proven that you can, because what you can do in the playoffs, how it's different, you can leave your advantage creators on the court for 45 minutes in the regular season. You can't play Dame 45 minutes. So you have an extra, you know, you have an extra 10 minutes where it's like, they can't guard him. They have no chance of guarding him. We'll leave him on the court for the, for all of these minutes because we will, and we'll have an advantage every time down the floor. You can do that in the playoffs. Can't, you just can't do it in February. You can't do it in March. So that's at Mike G. Rich of the <laughs> Locked On of the Locked On. I don't believe in the Blazers at all podcast. So give him a follow, shout him out, and attack him. Sub That is true. Okay. I, it's, I I always get they're like they're like this guy hates the Blazers, and I'm like no no I love I love the NBA I love it. Um, I'm just like a realist or something. I don't know. I'm a pe- I'm a pessimist at heart. I'm a pessimist at heart. I can't. I can't I'd lean more that's realistic, but whatever. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Brandon, if people are looking for more of you, I know I've already yeah. plugged you as to get the hate mail. Where can they find you? Uh, at Brandon Sprague on Twitter, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. on 1080 The Fan Dirt and Sprague. You know, it's football season's coming up, sadly, for the NBA. kind of gets relegated in the sports radio sphere. So for all you basketball junkies, uh, I do a podcast with Danny Morang at Jack Ramsey's um, kind of sorting out what our schedule is going to be this year. I might have some stuff. So our schedule will change. Danny's, I think, going to go to a lot of games this year because of his schedule. So uh, we got a lot of content coming our way. And uh, follow if you can. And if you just hated me on this thing, that's okay, too. Like, you don't have to listen. You don't have to follow. But we'd love it if you did. I think we have a ton of crossover listeners. I think there are a ton of people who listen to both podcasts. 
because there's time in the day to both. So uh, check it out. I will link the uh, the radio show and Jack Ramsey's in uh, the episode description for these episodes. Brandon, thanks for joining us all week long here in August. It was a real treat. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's always nice to talk to a fellow Tar Heel. Oh yeah, fellow, fellow Tar Heel. Oh, it's East Chapel Hill High, brother. What's be East Chapel Hill High? <laughs> I had, I've had lunch with Serge Zwicker. I'm, I'm bona fides. Dante Calabria has been in my car. Like these are, um, listen, uh, I can't even, can't yeah. even. Brian Burstaker once hit on my sister. Okay, that's like, that's, uh, that's, I'm Chapel Hill in my core. All right, dear listeners, I won't shout out any end of the bench Tar Heels for at least the next week. Shout out to Jason Capel and Chris Lang. Uh, shout out to Joseph Forte. Shout out to Brendan Haywood. Joe Forte. Love Joe Forte. Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, we're rolling along in August during the during the light season, but we five days a week when the season gets going, come back and join us. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.